Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pixels and Ink podcast, episode 349, take two. Uh, holy crap, did we ever have crazy technical difficulties with the first try recording this. So, you know, we're going to try to be double funny this time around, double entertaining. Um, I'm joined by the double stuffed Chris DeHoog. <laughs> that's, that's, um, that's an intro. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> that's just a visual. That's yeah, what you trying to pretty... say here. There's so many ways you can misinterpret that. Well, you know, we'll, we'll leave it up. We'll leave it up to you. We'll leave it up to the, uh, to the, to the listener too. Pand- pandemic 15. Am I right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> pandemic, pandemic 22, 90 right? at this point. We'll, we'll call it 15. Just leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> and of course we have the, uh, the wonderful Alex Hansiuk. Hello, hello, hello. Wow, yeah. it feels like I, you know, I haven't been on for a while, but it feels like I just recorded part of an episode. So it's kind of kind of crazy how life works. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's we, we it, it all it all moves in 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 weird waves at this point because you know, every time has no meaning anymore. So you do one a uh, day feels like uh day feels like a month and a month feels like a year and one recording feels like six. No. And 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 of course we have uh, the wonderful Dana Eileen is joining us. I love that I'm wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. Giving out nice vibes. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, put, just putting it out there. Putting it out in the in the stratosphere. Into the universe. <laughs> <laughs> so good. so so to so to recap, um, Alex got his uh, his COVID vaccine. I did. And uh, and we and talked a bit about team. Yeah, we talked about a bit about the about CSIS and the FBI and and uh, oh, the CIA. Oh, I'm kind of sad that, that that didn't go there. That it's not. not well, you know, we're yeah. not going to try and capture that lightning twice. Do you think? Do you think There's it was because <laughs> of the subject matter that uh, our recording stopped working? They're listening. You oh might be my onto god! Something. Yeah, you very well might be onto something because. It's, it seems yeah. too coincidental that we were talking at great length about the CIA and CSIS and they and then somehow our, our podcast just got shut down. So Yeah. I mean lesson. like the, the only thing I want to say is I don't think that Tom King should be um conducting his own therapy in the form of comic book writing. But Well, I mean careful what you say now, Alex, because apparently any wrong word and <laughs> I'm gonna shut this podcast down again. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. That's that's all I got. Uh, yeah. We, 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 we love and respect our our government officials and we're sure that all the secretive work that they're doing in the shadows is for our benefit and uh, we'll just we'll just go from there no comment <laughs> so uh, tin foil hat yeah well I'm not sure because now I don't want to interfere with any of the possible radio waves that might you know block out this podcast yet again and we're gonna record it a goddamn <laughs> third time. So to uh, pick up where we left off, um, we were talking a bit about the uh, Fortnite Epic versus Apple court proceedings that that are taking place, and one of the uh, the interesting developments that was coming out of that was how it apparently seems that like through the court documents that Sony actually charges more money for. Fortnite crossplay than I guess 
any other place or I, I don't know if any other place actually charges to have uh, to cr- like crossplay of certain games but um what it uh, what it sort of turned out through the uh, through the the proceedings was that you know when people people play you know if if their primary place of play is say you know the PlayStation but they're spending money on V bucks on say like their phone then apparently I guess Epic owes compensation to Sony for that. Um, yeah, I mean, like, it's it's just it's not just interesting because like Apple has a very you know strict or like consistent hey, thirty percent of um, you know money or like value of apps or, or purchases goes to us because we're the storefront, um, and that also does count for uh, uh, for what the microtransactions too and epic was like yeah but we want to keep all the microtransaction money and apple's like uh you can't do that and epic's like yeah we can and F- and then you know it's just it's right now it's just a back and forth of like yeah no mm-hmm. yeah well like kind of like i said and, and i probably said it before in this podcast too like it is it's a lot of it's a lot of digital dick waving like you know it's it's one you know one multi-billion dollar company wanting to have all the money against another multi-billion dollar company wanting to have all the money um and to a certain degree like you can kind of see like where it makes sense in terms like in the way that like you know epic epic is its own company epic has its own storefront so realistically if people are spending money on v bucks like they shouldn't i guess they shouldn't have to be giving it to um you know any other company that's that's hosting their game um, but at the same time, it's just like, you know, these guys, these, these guys aren't exactly the, you know, the freedom fighters standing up to the, you know, to the big bad corporation, uh, <laughs> you know, in terms of like revenue splitting, right? Like it's just, you know, it's just, it's another thing of just like, Hey, we have all this money and we, we want to keep all of it. <laughs> But um, it's 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 the weird thing, and I was you know I was saying before before the whole thing fell apart um, that like it's 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 sort of like not really like a surprise to me in terms of how like Sony kind of like strong arms uh, people like is it, this has this very strong arm approach in terms of like digital rights management and like even like archival and stuff like you know and they you know they they turned around on the whole. Um, ps3 vita like like store shutdown but you can kind of see how like you know their their decision to shut it down was just them like being like hey you know we're not we're not making any uh, enough money on this to to justify keeping it open so shut it down um and it's the same way that like with like with with this right like where you know it's like oh you want to you want to play games on our on our system but you know but you're spending money on someone else's system well tough titties tutor (laughs) because (laughs) We're gonna. That's the saying. <laughs> I meant to say taters, but I got, <laughs> I, I I committed to it. I was I was too. I was in the I was in the role, and I had to just go with the momentum. I like it. Um, you know, it's like you, you know you're gonna be spending, you're gonna be paying for it on on the back end at some point. Like it's uh, it's just like I, I don't know why Sony has this this really archaic vision of of crossplay, like, uh, uh, because, you know, like in terms of like, yeah, like Minecraft and Fortnite and even like Rocket League, like they've been the last to adopt these, these systems uh, against anyone, especially of all people, 
you'd think Nintendo would be the most like this, you know, in ter- mm-hmm. in the way that they're like, you know, that they have that that image of the family friendly company who's like, per- you know, trying to pr- protect the children and oh god, won't somebody think of the children? <laughs> but even they are like are it's like fine with it. It's just like yeah, you you know, you have kids. They know kids play games on all kinds of different systems. So like, I don't know. It's just uh like. It just seems weird. It just, it really just does seem like they they want to have this very like controlled walled garden ecosystem where they're the only ones who are who are holding on to it. Yeah, it, like it's, it's almost a sense of not letting Microsoft ride their coattails. Essentially, that's how it seemed last generation to me. Anyways, is that you know why would we open this up and let Microsoft you know kind of essentially benefit from us? But but it's like it's it, it, that's weird because it's like it's just like it's not even like like Microsoft benefits from anything. You know what I mean? I like we all just get along. Just no. <laughs> yeah. Never. You pick your console and you fight for it. Yeah, because at the end of the day, like, sure, Microsoft owns um, everything. Micro or they, they own Minecraft, right? But it's not like Nintendo like is losing money for having Microsoft or having Minecraft on um the switch right like they still get like a, a you know a, a a certain degree of the revenue split for like publishing it on their system or hosting it on their system so it's the same way like with you know with a lot of these games like you know it, it's doubly weird too like with a game like you know with like fortnite or even rocket league like those, those are free to play so like people like, you know it, it seems like they that they are kind of banking on the fact that like, you know, they, these these games have a lot of insidious microtransaction economies and there's lots of money to be made from that kind of those kinds of live service games. And God forbid uh, anyone, you know, take a bigger cut than they do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a uh, it's a something. But um, like I said, it's you know, it's it's as much as we you know, it's it's going to be an interesting uh, case depending on how it all shakes out because you know how whatever whatever verdict comes from this case about like i guess um epics epics split of the of the market and 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 hosting like you know and where and where its game can can be sold you know it's it's going to affect the game industry in a big way so it's kind of fun. what's kind of funny is how much other stuff is coming out because of all this like how much other bad laundry or dirty laundry is being aired from other companies as yeah. epic and apple fight over things well, yeah, exactly, right? Like, this is uh, it, 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 it kind of feels like the shakeup the game industry has needed for a long time. So, uh, but at the same time, yeah, like, like I said, right? Like, you know, what's 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 the best worst case scenario? The the, the court rules in Apple's favor, and and they can control what's sold on their platform, you know, which is what they're already doing, or the court yeah. rules in Epic's favor, and you know, again, Epic gets to keep all the money that they already have <laughs> well then like it's interesting because uh, talk about apple's like 30 percent cut on everything microsoft recently cut down their uh percentage take i believe yeah yeah we on talked DC, about the last yeah, week yeah, yeah which, which is which is cool i mean it's, it's sort of like the discussion that's that, that that's going along right now and there's there's definitely companies that seem like i mean they're all multi-billion dollar companies so it's hard to like really attach yourself to them but you you kind of can because there are some that just seem way more consumer friendly like i I think microsoft's doing a much better job than like you know sony is in terms of like huh do i feel better about supporting this company or this company just based on the optics and based on what's what's coming up yeah and i think you know there was there was a there was a there was a point to be made i think um 
about uh, about this kind of thing because you know it's 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 that kind of thing where like even even Epic does it you know with the, with its its eighty eight percent you know revenue split for developers um, as opposed to like you know and and that was that was sort of being used as a comparison to like Steam where like oh Epic's better than you know the Epic storefront is better than Steam because you know develop developers have more uh, like freedom and and there's more incentive to to like develop you know to to publish their games on it but at the same time it's like epic's not really the good guys here because you know yeah sure they'll they'll give more money to developers but they're also they've also been throwing their money around a lot where it's just like you look at all these these epic store exclusives right where it's just like because they have more money than or they're willing to spend more money you know they're they're more uh, like willing to sort of segment the market. Now it's like, oh, now you have this game that that could have launched on all other consoles, but because you know the deal was sweeter, they went to Epic. You know, only or six million dollars for Borderlands Three. I know I said it last recording that yeah, accident, like <laughs> what, like like. Dana and Chris, what would you guys do with $146 million? Would would you buy the exclusive rights for Borderlands 3 for six months so you could just, like, hold it? <laughs> yeah, I just put the... it in my pocket. I just I buy the exclusive that. rights to Cyberpunk? Oh. Well, oh yeah, that yeah that that that's a money maker right there, Chris. <laughs> exactly. I'm trying to think of a, of a similar, <laughs> yeah, something that's even even strong, stronger IP. <laughs> I mean, you know what? At the very least, Chris. I mean, you're you're you're, you're that, that's faulty logic, my friend. At the very least, Borderlands Three was semi completed and it made money. <laughs> like, uh, I, I, I poked a bear. I didn't mean to. I was trying to be. I fun. mean, Cyberpunk made a lot of money. It's just that <laughs> it chirped a lot of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they also. They, you know, yeah, they also had to give a lot of it back. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, they're the what? Their their CEOs got a nice payout, so good for them. Yeah, it's true. They did. Good they got them. huge. That's the other thing with um with this whole epic take thing. They go say say they win the case, they get to keep our money off the the app sale revenues or whatever. How much that goes to the developers, and how much of it goes to their executives? Like, that's the thing. Like, well, yeah, that, and that, no matter that's who the... wins, the devs or like the actual people putting the work into the games are, are losing, just like we're losing in the end too. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, so I think it's it's just it's something to keep in mind here. Um, and I said it before, and I'll say it again. You know, Epic knew exactly what they were doing with this whole thing. Like, you know, when when they knew they knew a hundred percent that Apple was going to pull down their game when they when they made this decision. Like, they had a they had a a a a, a video a trailer, literally like ready to go. So they made it in advance. <laughs> like. They didn't just whip together that that whole video, you know, the day of. Like that thing was done and and produced. So, you know, this is just. I think again, this is this is all just these 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 companies sort of vying for these de facto monopolies in the digital space. So, as much as it is something we we need to keep our eyes on, um, there there really yeah, we, there really is no clear winner in all of this. No matter who wins, we lose. Yay! <laughs> Let them so, fight. <laughs> yeah, let them fight. Oh god, I finally, I actually finally got around to watching King of the Monsters. I had not watched it for for so long, and I finally watched it a couple weekends ago. And oh my god, so much fun! It was, it was, it was so funny because it was such a clear like distinction in who we are as people. I watched it with my girlfriend, and uh, like 
you know, when 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 King Ghidorah shows up, I was like like a kid. I was like sh- like jumping up and down. I was like shaking her. I was like, oh my god, it's Ghidorah! It's Ghidorah! And she's looking at me like just deadpan. Like I I, I don't know who that is. <laughs> like she okay, didn't really nerd. grow up with. Uh, I mean, she knows like obviously she knows Godzilla because like everyone knows Godzilla. But like like the extended like lineup of monsters, she like just uh, she didn't know right because she didn't really grow up with it. So it was pretty funny, um, <laughs> but uh, but you know, moving on, moving on to uh, to sort of more, uh, I guess you could say, wholesome companies. They're they're definitely not without their their share of problems, but they, on the whole, I would say they do the right thing. Um, we got uh, a sort of a surprise announcement from Nintendo, where they are releasing this um, sort of this expansion on the Nintendo Labo Garage. Um, called the Game Builder Garage. I feel like it was a missed opportunity to call it the Game Maker Garage because then you could have built on that whole like Mario Maker thing. Yeah. But essentially, yeah. what it is is just like it's kind of kind of very much like the the, the Labo Garage. Um, it's sort of like a programming tool within a game. Um, and so one of the things, you know, I wrote, I kind of mentioned it when I was, when I reviewed the, uh, the Labo variety kit way back when, um, that like the garage was such an interesting feature that it didn't really seem like Nintendo talked about all that much when they were like kind of hyping up the, the Labo. Um, but like the game itself doesn't really do a good job of like walking you through it. Um, so like there was so much potential behind it, but it's very like hard to sort of like dive into it right away. There's a couple little tutorials here and there, but it's like just it wasn't enough for you know a dum dum like me to like really like sink my teeth into it. So this this actually looks a lot cooler in the way that it actually like is sort of like built like a guided tour of how these these functions work. I think that Nintendo's just sick of people asking, where's Metroid Prime? Where's Breath of the Wild 2? <laughs> like, make your own game. You think it's easy? Yeah, here well, you go. we made it easy. You make Metroid my... Prime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Nintendo's done making video games, and this was their sort of stealth way of announcing that. They're, yeah, they're, they're, all, they're all in on theme parks, so. Later later, uh, later on, they're going to they're gonna patch it so you can, like, connect it to other games. So it's like, oh, you want all this stupid furniture in Animal Crossing? Here, make it yourself. <laughs> make yep. it work. <laughs> Nintendo has left the chat. They're just going to... Like, <laughs> no, but you know, <laughs> I, you know, I, I really do, I do like this a lot, just because, like, I do like, uh, and it's the same thing I said with with games like, you know, Mario Maker and um, even the Labo itself, right? It, it, it upsets me that the Labo didn't take off in the way that it should have, um, because like, it really is such a, a unique, uh, like, tool for any kid who really did like grow up liking, you know, building their own stuff and making their own little like toys and making their own little um, like inventions, you could say Uh, any kid who like had an interest in like rudimentary engineering or even like, yeah, like programming, even like game design. Right. Um, These are things that, that they wouldn't have had a lot of easy access to. Um, I was actually, you know, I was watching um, uh, some of you, if, if you know, if you know Oni plays, you might know um, Ding Dong VG. Um, and he was talking about uh, this, this really old rudimentary, like game making software, uh, click and play 
that like he he was saying he was using it when he was like seven years old so it was stuff like that that kind of got him into um making uh like his own video games like starting his own game studio and like what's interesting to me is that like click and play is apparently still around it changed its name but it's like it's this it's the same like software that was basically used to make five nights at freddy's so it's very like easy to use programming software that anyone could have used and that back in like the 90s not the 90s say like the the like early mid 2000s um you know you saw a lot of these like flash like not even flash games but like like fan games that were made that were being used with like through like click and play a lot of stuff that was like going up on on new grounds that was sort of like run i guess new through grounds. flash what what are you I laughing at new grounds oh god <laughs> i mean i mean to, to go off on, on an aside yeah like i i genuinely didn't realize how good new grounds was because i feel like a lot of people went on new grounds back in the day for dumb stuff like you know like like click it or for like you know stick death and like the 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 dumb like dating sims like that was that was what newgrounds was to me at the time anyway um and then castle crashers came out and i was like i saw the newgrounds logo and i was like holy shit like this was done through newgrounds so like i went back to it and i I didn't realize like that it, it it always was this like portal for like just just art like it's artists making art and there's like almost like no limitations to what they can do right Mm -hmm. it was such an open space and i really came to appreciate it and like from there like like that's how i found so many like like great you know musicians and like visual artists and yeah guys like oni and and even like ego raptor back in the day and johnny utah like these great these really like no names in flash development who went on to like like make their own like unique like cartoons and 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 different like different like you know projects that they were that actually like were like you know i guess seemingly more professional than newgrounds it was always good yeah yeah j- like- j- j- just just me just me okay <laughs> I, 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 I watched a lot of I, dumb I cartoons <laughs> yeah well, so that's, many this, dumb cartoons. this is the, this is the, yeah, this is the new rounds boy only podcast. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully Tom Fulp is listening to this and he gives that me sounds, a thumbs that up. That sounds very niche. That sounds very niche. You know what? It's <laughs> not as niche reality, as you'd yeah. think, because this is what I mean. Like, you know, as a guy who, who very recently got into like Oni plays, um, you know, these guys these were, who were such like, who were always like really talented, like animators who, who went on to like make their own like let's play channels, like. They they all fostered these huge communities through Newgrounds. Like again, like Ego Raptor, the the reason his YouTube channel is probably as big as it is now is built off of the back of his you know his presence on Newgrounds, right? Yeah. Not to say that he wasn't like you know he didn't he didn't like do a lot of the work for through Game Grumps on his own or you know like or with like with you know uh, other people other very problematic people. Um, his, I don't think his his fan base would be like even like uh you know, let's say a, a third of what it is without his like you know building it through his newgrounds following. So see, yeah, I, um, see, I was oh, I was sorry. kind of thinking of, of Mario Paint watching the trailer. Like Mario Paint did a lot for a generation of kids back in the Super Nintendo days of like you know making animation software accessible and cheap. You know, this, yeah. this could be a similar kind of thing for a generation of coders. Well, that was my th- that was that was my thing with Mario Maker, right? Like Mario also Maker that, to yeah. me always always felt like this the spiritual successor to Mario Paint. Um, 
but yeah, like this, this, this really is the kind of thing where like, yeah, like, a, like the future generation of coders, are probably, and, and I said this even before with the Labo that like, you know, people are the, you know, the, this, the a future generation of, of coders and like, and, and, and like, you know, developers and engineers are going to point to like the Labo as, you know, their, 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 their source of inspiration. Right. Mm-hmm. She's funny. That side note: Speaking of level Labo, back when I back when oh my god, fuck my stutter. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Deep breath, Chris. Yeah, stutter gets out of control sometimes. Uh, funny side note about the Labo: Back when we could actually go into stores a few months back, I saw a surprising number of like Labo restocks. Like it seemed like the base, like the various kits were actually on shelves again, which was kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy to me that um, that they didn't put out more stuff, like even even recently, you know, with the with the with the Labo VR kits, which like were pretty neat for what they were. I mean, Nintendo missed a golden opportunity to put that camera one with Pokemon Snap, but you know, we'll talk oh, about man, that. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 a weird thing like because i i kind of agree with you chris i've gone into many a store and still seen a labo here and there um but it's just like nintendo didn't really hype it up that much i've only seen it recently in like a very bargain bid uh scenario where it's like oh labo and it's like 10 bucks or like eight bucks oh damn like i i when i've seen it recently it hasn't been like oh like there's labo it's restocked it's like oh they still have labo or they're like cleaning out supply I don't know. I've got I've I've gone into a couple EBs and even a couple like WalMarts and still seen like you know the robot kits and like you know a VR kit that was still like on the shelves like they still had they still had they weren't it wasn't in clearance yet. Um, that's 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 crazy to me. I would have you know I totally bought for, for a lot yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know I'm, I I I'm excited about this. Like I, again, like I I you know I question as much as I did with 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 the Labo itself, like the the playability aspect of it because a lot of the, the you know the, the quote-unquote games that came with the labo were very basic so whether or not this is just again like like this is the whole point is to make stuff that's very basic um just to get people's you know like get an appetite for this kind of um this kind of like design uh is very yeah. cool to me and you know and and and, and kind of like what nintendo did with labo in the way that they like donated a whole bunch of them to schools to like you know promote like stem learning um i'd be very curious to see if they do the same thing with that like like if actual like school curriculums will like incorporate this as you know basic coding like uh curriculum yeah, like I was, the my first impression of the trailer actually was that it was very similar to um, a certain like coding toy that I bought for my daughter from this company called Cano. Just the mm. way that they kind of laid out like the physical dragging and dropping of you know the logic gates and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I was, you know, this is the way I think now. Um, I'd, I'd be like, yeah, I, I would get this for my for my daughter and let her see what she can do with it. That's my life now. That's yeah. That's, that's her, well, that's, it's, that's you know, it even I think I think honest to God, even I think that like even if you don't have kids, like that's it's you know I keep I know I keep saying it a broken record, but like it's like you know when I was talking about the Labo, that was like one of the first things I I recognized about it was that like I myself you know can have as much fun as a you know as a thirty year old man could have had putting together little cardboard toys, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but you know the whole time I was playing it. I was like, like, or the whole time I was like building it and, and seeing how it worked, 
you know, the only thing I, I could think of, yeah, was like, I was like, man, like, you know, like when my niece is old enough, she's going to love this or like, you know, anyone with kids, like they're going to love this. Like, I spoke to somebody recently about um, some games for kids and this person <laughs> kept telling me, he's like, you know, you know, it's a good game when it for kids when it's a good drinking game for adults <laughs> <laughs> and the game he was describing too i was like i just had an epiphany things could be so much more fun <laughs> what was the what was, was what was the game he was talking about uh it was a uh, one of the new funko games coming out uh... yeah i'm like you're right and now i'm looking back through like every kid's game i've ever played and like dana stop stop supporting the funko empire okay like those things are going to be used as like those things are gonna they're, they're gonna gain sentience and they're gonna rise up against us. I promise you. Don't, don't comment. <laughs> well, then Chris is in trouble. <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine if Toy Story Five like has like a has like a whole like Funko line? That's why you got to keep them in boxes, man. Come on, they're all yeah. That's but that's that's no, that's not what they don't want. That's captivity. It's gonna it's gonna fuel their rage. Can't rise up against me if you're still locked in the plastic. So, yeah. <laughs> Chris, uh, you, you think Chris really connected with the toy guy in uh, Toy Story 2. That was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> the chicken guy? Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh man. Well, I think uh, my life. I don't know. So, so, I mean, it looks, it looks cool. I, 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 I doubt that I'll actually get it. Like, if we get it for review, it's a different story. But, you know, I probably won't get it just because, like, you know, I don't need. To, I don't need to make Nintendo. games as much yeah. as much as uh, as much as you know. Any 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 uh, any detractor of my criticisms will will say you know oh well if it's so easy then why don't you make a game, um, you know, I, I don't need to. It's not my job. <laughs> <laughs> I know enough about video games to, to to tell you what works and it doesn't work. I don't need to buy rudimentary coding software to to do it. Um, I don't know. Look, it looks neat. I mean, it looks like it kind of looks like the better version of what Dreams was supposed to be. Oh, uh, it, it looks like a more. I, I I think it's one that's more basic, and you can I, I like I I feel like you're able to make more creations for like the standard person. But I feel like Dreams had some cool stuff once you like if you put a lot a lot of time into it. Yeah, but who? No one was gonna do that. All these idiots who didn't know anything about game design. <laughs> I mean, it, it didn't. It really didn't take long for dreams to just devolve into like the Steam marketplace. It really didn't. <laughs> it was just ninety percent meme games and the kind of like half baked crap you find on Steam every day. Well, by the by the same token, Mario Maker quickly became just like a Kaizo factory, where you know. Yeah, but Mario Maker was always a Kaizo factory. If we're being honest, I mean, if you go, you, always there's, has been. <laughs> there's no there's no shortage of stuff online from those like the, again like those like you know like like fan made like Mario Maker or like Mario Creator like tools that were just like auto scrollers like music levels and and dumb stuff like that. So I, it it always was really like that. I remember there was one thing I saw years and years and years before Mario Maker was even an idea that was um this it was this 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 huge crazy thing. I don't know where it ever came from. Um it was some crazy song. Uh I think it was like it was like it was like uh how what the hell was it called? It was like um Cotton Eye Joe. 
<laughs> it was uh, oh god, I'll, I'll never remember it. But yeah, it was like this crazy like ten minute song to the fire um, and flames. Dragon that Force. was like it Dragon was like Force. no, it was like this whole like um like big like anime like mashup thing. I'll never forget. I'll, I'll never forget it. But like like well, Kumi, Kumi Yuko Nuko, Nico Nico Duga or something it was called. Yep. And someone, someone actually like made that in like a like an old like Mario World like creator tool that was like done through like Flash, um, and yeah, it was uh, it was nuts. And we just watched it for ten minutes. And me and my buddies, who may or may not have been under the influence of the Chiba, <clears throat> were just like staring at it, like like how the fuck? Like, are you kidding me? Like, someone planned this out so specifically that it like <laughs> that it just it just runs itself like we couldn't believe it even then yeah that was those was, was, was were good times back Damn. in the day uh so yeah um anyway moving on moving on from that business um you know because this is this is pixels and ink uh from time to time oh, we, okay. we, we do talk about comic book related stuff um so we got the whole like marvel release slate for all the movies um things got certain movies got titles and most pretty much all the movies got release dates yeah so that's gonna be fun um i'm particularly curious about um black panther yeah it's gonna be interesting um that's gonna go yeah, like I, I feel like that was that was always there was always a big question mark hanging over that after um, Chadwick Boseman tragically passed, and was there somebody that was like second in line for that? Or I'm trying to remember. I don't have any like I wasn't I mean, looking there, for she, a... her like sister, his sister. I guess could be. Well, I think jury. I think that but... was the big. Um, that was the big question was whether or not they were even going to go ahead with it. Like, I guess out of, out of respect for him. Um, but yeah, like, you know, I think there are, there are ways to imagine how this could, how this could potentially like go forward. Um, even if, even if they wanted to use, um, um, Uh, okay, like a fake person? Um, no, no, no. Um, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I know I'm going to pronounce this. So I was just, I was just trying to think, just trying to like get in my head how to pronounce this. Uh, Denai Griera. Oh, I can never yeah. say her name right. Yeah. Um, the one who the the, the oh, actress who played his, his like uh, his like for, his like royal guard command Okoye. Oh, sure, yeah. And uh, and she was yeah I mean she, I think most people would probably know her also from The Walking Dead she's Michonne um, say, yeah Michonne um maybe like she could pick up the mantle but again like I think it's just it's just one of those things where it's like it's like how do you go forward with like you know with with a movie like that after you know after he he was such a huge part of why that movie is so good um although you know it's so it, it, it's being it's being called wakanda forever so you know i think maybe maybe the speculation is that it might more it more it might more be centered like around his what like about, legacy yeah maybe yeah what about that other guy that was in the movie that like he fought for the title and... he died 
at the end. Did he die? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was Michael Killmonger. Jordan uh, got uh, killed. I have yeah. the worst memory for things like that. I can like finish a movie and people will be like, "Remember when this happened?" What? What happened? <laughs> I gotta take note. <laughs> yeah, no, he 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 died, and that's where like the literally the best line of the movie comes from. So basically, I'm slacking is what you're telling me, and I've just shown everybody more or less. I mean, okay, that's what I'm here for. Just kind of show, just kind of shows your white privilege. That <laughs> that's you, my you know, white you, privilege. You, that you you missed you missed, you know the 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 whole the villain of the piece who you know was was a big part of a lot of the social commentary that was going on in that well, movie. I knew that. I just didn't know he died at the end. I knew he was there. It's been a few years. It's fine. I just gave him I just gave him an extra life. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, he's, he he's just going to come up back and be like, end. nah, guys, I was just sleeping. <laughs> Basically, no, this, this is one time where they should have left the, the villain live. Like, you know, it's kind of 50-50 survival rate in these movies, but uh, there you go. in retrospect, nah. it's too bad, but... Again, I go back because that the line he delivered at the very end, like upon his death, I mean, it wouldn't have been as powerful if they if they retconned his death. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, this was an exciting trailer, though. I thought, like, um, you know, considering half of it was like reused footage and an old Stan Lee narration, like, yeah, it was, it was a real gut punch, and then just this bombardment of titles. So, lot to be excited about. Yeah, I, I, I was, I mean, so, so wait, so I, so I, I was, I was a bit confused because it seemed like the discourse online uh, seemed kind of conflicted about it. So the whole, the whole number four thing, was that just to, as, as a, as a way of announcing phase four or is that yeah. actually for the Fantastic Four? That was the Fantastic Four four though. Okay. So, yeah. See, that, that, that was a, that was funny to me because by the end of that shot, it starts to look like an A to me as well. Like it kind of blurred into the Avengers A almost. I wouldn't well, be. I kind of wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Um, if they did announce, or if they did, like, if they brought in the the Fantastic Four, like, via the Avengers, right? Yeah. Like, that would be that'd be kind of neat. Um, yeah, I, mean, I feel I, like I believe they're still supposed to happen in Phase Four. Like, I think that's supposed to be the cap for this phase, but um, I'm not 100 percent sure if that's still the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of feel like it's good. It's, it's one of those things where, cause I, cause I, I, you know, if, if, if you really want to get like deep into like comic book connections, you know, um, if, if Fantastic Four was going to show up in any capacity, it would probably be through Spider-Man just because like the, I think what was it? The, the very first issue of Spider-Man like was basically like done through Fantastic Four. Yeah, because he, he appeared in Amazing Fantasy, and I think the actual first issue of a Spider-Man comic was him going to the Fantastic Four. Like that's where the whole Baghead costume comes from, and yeah, all that stuff. So, so yeah, that, that would be needed if they brought that in somehow through Spider-Man. But the whole Sony thing makes me think that's not going to happen unless it's far uh, the No Way Home, whatever movie does that somehow. So, so, so Sony loves playing uh, well with others, as we've learned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so they're playing um, nice with Disney, at least. Well, yeah, they're, 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 you know, they're, they have shared custody. They respect so. the hustle. So, uh, yeah, no, so that, uh, that looks, uh, looks pretty cool. You look pretty cool. I didn't, ah. I didn't, I didn't watch the, uh, I didn't watch the Quan Chi, the Quan Chi trailer. Was that any cool? Was that uh, any it looks pretty sweet. Chi? Yeah. What did I say, Quan Chi? You said Quan Chi. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what Mortal Kombat. I don't know what that is. Oh wow, that's, that's the guy from Mortal Kombat who could like take people's like he he like he like can like become other people. Well, he's he was like he was he was, he was he was Shao Kahn's like second in command. You're blurring okay. franchises here. It's fine. 
<laughs> yeah. Did anyone else watch Mortal Kombat? I heard. I, no. I did. No. I heard um, it wasn't good. My fiance uh, I has mean, watched it several it, times. The fights were pretty. Uh, I heard Mortal the fights were cool. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I don't know what else you go into a Mortal Kombat film expecting, though. Like, yeah, they, they fought. It was cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that I think people underestimate the original Mortal Kombat movie because people people kind of don't realize that that movie genuinely got it right because it didn't really focus a lot on like dumb story elements it, it literally just was here's a big fighting tournament have fun yeah so if if, if it had just if it had kind of just gone in that direction and just been more like you know when i when i was hearing stuff about how like people had to be born with the the mortal Kombat insignia birthed on them and and that's the only way they could be part of the Mortal Kombat tournament. And there was all this other like extra stuff about, you know, wanting to needing to like take over earth realm or other bull, like Dama. Just like, why, why with the story? Yeah. <laughs> it's a really weird property to, to adapt to a movie. Like it's a game where you literally eviscerate people. Like what kind of character building can you expect from that? Like, none this is the thing it's like it's like again like you look at godzilla 2004 or whenever that movie came out it's so long ago that it's scary um you know the reason that that movie sucked because it was literally an hour and a half in a two-hour movie of dumb humans running around doing human stuff and it's just like all we wanted was the monsters and then godzilla king of the monsters is so much better because that's literally all it is, is monsters fighting other monsters well there's a lot of human bullshit there too yeah but not nearly as much it's it would i would say it's 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 like a it's a it's a 70 30 split of monster fighting and human bullshit um, yeah, but Matthew the human bullshit's so bad. So bad. <laughs> so, like, you know what I mean? Like, Mortal Kombat, again, it doesn't need to be anything more complicated. That's all... You Like, people go into a Mortal Kombat movie, like, with that expectation that they're just going to see crazy fights and, and, like, gory fatalities. That's all they want. Nobody cares. It's like, oh, Scorpion got fatalityed. How is he going to come back in the sequel? Nobody cares. He's dead. <laughs> Find a reason. Find a reason. You know what I mean? That's that's part of isn't that that's that's a whole part of 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 Scorpion's character is that he died and he comes back. That's how he has the whole skull crazy fatality. Yeah, I mean they and in the movie they kind of set it up like there's like this tournament that happens and it's you know the Mortal Kombat tournament. Um, and I was sort of expecting them to do like a round based like one on one like you know fights and like take turns, but they all kind of like fought at the same time in different places and there wasn't like an official tournament. Uh, yeah, see, it's stupid. And like everyone, it was like the good guys are fighting the bad guys, and first the, the the bad guys won the first fight, and then the next fight, all the good guys are fighting, and then the fights all take like a minute because it's like, well, Mortal Kombat fights aren't actually that long; like you can't really stretch them out. For, I mean, unless you unless you that. go to the settings and and turn off the timer. Right, right. And they right. can be as long as you want. True. Okay. All right. Well. Yeah, but it, the you know director. what? But the thing is too is that like it's like it's like there's that whole suspension of disbelief too because even in the games themselves, like a lot of the newer games, right? Like you have those like those the X-ray moves where guys are literally like breaking each other's like spines in half, and then they just get up and, and brush it off like it's nothing. Like, like you don't need to have all this like logic loops to jump through in a in a movie yeah. like Mortal Kombat. Like, it also doesn't help that the main character is like the most he's like the standard super boring. 
protagonist guy who has no yeah, because it's not even it's not even like Liu Kang right it's just some it's some guy named like Jim or something <laughs> Jim Kang Scorpion versus Jim fight Jim, <laughs> Jim wins Steve would, from accounting wins I would love that yeah no well anyway I mean we're, we're getting off we're getting off off topic what? here we don't so <laughs> so um now, so uh, mo- moving on, um, so Alex and I have Ooh. been playing um, the new Pokemon Snap. So have I. Listen. Nice try, Chris. Count. Shut up. Count. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get out of here, Chris. Okay. Well, I, actually, I didn't. I didn't even. I didn't even realize that you had been playing it. That's my. It was. It was a bit confusing because in the in the dock, um, I think one of us said me too, and one of us said same. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I think I just because I have I just haven't I haven't seen Chris on uh, on the on on my on my friends list playing Pokemon Snap. Well, I mean, I've been blocked. playing a lot, but I've, I've played it a little bit. <laughs> I, I played it for a half a minute, so that I understand what's going I on. I've seen, it. The, I've seen all the gameplay <laughs> concepts. I'm taking not pictures. It's whatever. Listen, my screenshots. My family is now sharing my Switch with a lot of games. Like, like my daughter and my wife are now both playing Pokemon Sword, so like I'm getting butted out of my own system currently. You but I have played buy Snap. Lights for everyone. That's what I did. That's the next phase of my Insidious plan. But uh, like, uh, for now, I'm, not, I'm blocked take, from Snap. My, well, my son um, would take the Switch to his father's every weekend, and I was like, no, we can't do this anymore. So he got a <laughs> Switch Lite, <laughs> and I am playing all the Stardew. Nice. Well, I mean, I, 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 you know, you you just finished the, uh, the 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 glory that was Dayland. I did. Layland, that review that came out was. today, folks. <laughs> you know what? I, I saw I saw it, and I was like, I look, I, I read it, and it was, you know, I thought it was all very fair. Then I looked at the score, and I was like, six out of ten. I'm like, what the frig? Like how you were describing it, it sounded like it was so much worse. But then I looked at my summer and Mara review, and I gave it six point five, and I was like, holy shit! I was way more generous to that one. <laughs> well, I trust me, like I. Brendan slyly sent me over like our we have a, a map for what to score things based on what's wrong and any lower than that the game wasn't broken it just made me want to throw up I don't it know just, what to tell you yeah <laughs> I think that's kind of broken though. I feel yeah I feel like that's, that's, that's yeah. a five at least if any game makes you want to throw up that's a five at least and I mean like it, it does have to be broken for everyone right it has to be broken for you in that sort of yeah. Oh, well, uh, that's that's debatable too, right? Because people use that argument a lot, where it's like you know, people were using that argument with Cyberpunk, where everyone was complaining about it. And I was like, well, it worked perfectly fine for me, so you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it, yeah, it, the, it the review is ways. the opinion of the reviewer, though. Like in that moment, and, but yeah. but I mean, you shouldn't just obviously just be like, well, this is what I think, and I'm going to ignore yeah. all the faults because you I have love, to, you have to take into account I love that Star Wars. I love it. Even if even if it doesn't if it didn't work for you, like it doesn't mean it's like a universally broken thing. But like, yeah, like it literally gave me motion sickness. But that's not an everybody yeah. problem. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, this bad for me. Like, I it's mean, I cute. Just, it's all right. Like, it's fine. I was super bored. I'm never gonna play it again. Yeah, but like, it's, it's fine. Fine. Fine is fine. It's um, fine. <laughs> so uh, anyway, new Pokemon Snap. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I'm I'm enjoying it. I think. I think it it says a lot about the state of the game industry that they were like, oh, let's listen to listen to whoever just booted up their switch. There, yeah, way to say. go! <laughs> <laughs> Alex is very quickly trying to play it to refresh his memory about it. <laughs> trying to get a little what, bit what's further. This game about? What, what do I do? <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, what is a Pokemon? <laughs> what is a, a Pocketmon? 
Um, yeah. So like, you know, cause, cause it was one of the, it was one of the weird things that I noticed about it where like I had been looking at some of the, like other people's reviews of it. Okay. Alex, you really got to turn that down, buddy. <laughs> cause I, I can really hear what's going on there. Um, making all the sounds with my mouth, but continue. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like I had I had seen a lot of other reviews where people were kind of talking about how like it's you know it's it's repetitive and it's what did not you as... think of it first like before we yeah you know, I want to get okay I want to get into my I want to get into my point first okay it's good okay. I'm building right. something here I mean okay. normally you say what okay but go ahead no, you know, go yeah. back to playing Pokemon <laughs> Snap let me get to my I, point I will I will it's <laughs> impressions in real time yeah. Um, yeah, so like you know, so and and like how like there, I guess like it was like you know there wasn't enough like content or there wasn't enough substance to it. Um, and as I was playing it, like there were moments where I was like kind of feeling the same. Um, but I, I like and, and I had to take a moment to like think back to the original Pokemon Snap, where like you know this was very much the game it's like you you know going through each level repeatedly you know kind of like learning the layout learning the like the sort of the events that ha- that happen how you can manipulate the the landscape to make different things happen to get you know the best the best shot um but like it it, it said a lot to me that like it was just like you know we i guess as like gamers um have have basically been like trained to like just just demand so much from a video game mm-hmm. that like a game like Pokemon Snap that like the the core gameplay loop just isn't enough and it's like even though this was this this was the game and even though people will like write articles and and remember the original on the, on the N64 so fondly it's like it wasn't a problem then but it's a problem now and part of me had to stop and think, like, why, like, why, like, why is that? Like, why is this this game that is essentially the same, if not better than it than it was? I mean, I'm not even say if not better, it is quantifiably better than it was. Like, why does it feel like it's not enough? And I think that like the N64 game, and just looking at content, like games back then, I mean, not all of them. Like, clearly, you have N64 games that lasted a lot longer. But I think that, you know, if you look at the original Pokemon Snap, you can beat that game in like a couple of hours. You can like do basically everything you need to do but it's it's a fun game in the whole like it's not about beating the game it's it's like a chill game where you're taking pictures of pokemon it's got it's got great replay value like mm-hmm. no two pictures are really going to be the same and you can really um get it um like i like i was starting to play and i, I think it was the first level and it, and and there's an emolga in a tree and an emolga is like a flying it looks like pikachu but it's kind of like a flying squirrel kind of yeah. pokemon uh, going on and I saw it, and then it just it moved way too fast for me to even register it. And in my head, I'm like, okay, next time I do this, I'm gonna have my camera ready, get that Amalga, and it's it's kind of cool as you go through. You're just like, you're a explorer in this natural biome that these Pokemon are chilling in, and 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 that's all. Like you don't have all that much agency because you're just taking pictures. And there's, I, I I really like that sort of calming sense of it. And, and and you know that's what the original Pokemon Snap had going for it too. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like that was that was the whole that's the whole point of it. So like, you know, it's, it, and, and that's, it's kind of the thing too, because part of me, part of me sort of felt like maybe, you know, maybe I'm just an older, you know, gentleman now and, you know, these damn kids, things move too fast nowadays. <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's just like, maybe it is just, it just comes from the hardware because obviously like, you know, the N64 ran at like 10 frames a second. So, you know, things were just a lot slower naturally, but like, yeah, I, I kind of had that feeling too. And it felt annoying at first. Where I was like, like everything, like things are just happening so quickly. Like I can't, like I can't get to it fast enough. 
but then I had that like that moment of realization where I was like, no, wait a minute. Like, this is the point. Like you're supposed to go through multiple times and, and experience it a little bit differently every time and be ready and like learn, like learn how these levels play out so that you can get, you know, the best shots that you want to get. Um, you know, I, I, I like it a lot. Uh, you know, I'll be honest, like Pokemon Snap, the original was kind of a game that was like almost like a, like a phenomenon for me. Cause I didn't, I didn't own it, but I rented it quite a few times. And um, I, 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 I kind of think even back then I didn't fully like get what the game was doing because I was used to a certain type of game, you know, because like even on the, on the N64, like the games that were in like constant rotation at my house were like, you know, Mario 64, Ocarina of Time, GoldenEye, and like um, Conker's Bad Fur Day, you know? So like when experiencing a game like um, Pokemon Snap, which is essentially a, just a rail shooter with a different scoring system, <laughs> Um, I just, I, I don't think I fully understood how to, how to like go about it, but I liked it because it was Pokemon. Um, this one, this one feels a little bit more, uh, like way more fleshed out, you know, like I like the fact that, so like every, every time you sort of, you go through, um, an area, each area has like a research level. And so it's basically just like a score, like an experience point kind of score, right? And like the like the better photos that you take, like every photo you take has a like has a like a a rating system, um, and sort of like depending on like how many photos you submit to the to the professor every every time you go through a level, like you'll you'll get a score. And every time that the research level goes up, it actually changes a little bit of how the level plays out. So, like, when you go to replay a level, you can actually select the different, like, research levels and experience things differently or, like, go back to, like, older older levels and, like, you know, and, and get the, you know, get for, get different photos. Yeah, and, that, um, and that, that, that wasn't a thing in the first game. Like, you were just no. kind of, like... Go, Every level like, was just the like same. how many maps were there in the original Pokemon Snap? Like, like four? Uh, I think... There, I think more than that? I think there might have been four or five. There was, there was, like, the park, there was the jungle, there was the, the volcano... Um, the factory. I think there might have been like a beach level or a water level, and then I think there was, and then there was the special area uh, with with Mew. Seven levels, yeah. Oh, seven, seven levels. Okay. Okay. I counted uh, six. That's, that's actually quite a lot. Beach, tunnel, volcano, river, cave, valley, rainbow cloud. Yeah. yeah. Well, the rainbow cloud again was was kind of pointless because it was just Mew. Yeah, it was a one time. So six but really, but, six real but levels. At the same time, I mean, like you know, there was a whole extra like thing to like actually like get photographs of Mew. Um, yeah, this one feels far more like a complete video game than the original Pokemon Snap yes, did. Whereas, whereas sure. that one sort of felt like a not not a tech demo, but but all but just kind of like a gimmicky thing and a gimmicky thing that I really like. Like I I've got good memories playing playing Pokemon. Oh yeah, Snap. absolutely. Like this, um, you know, it's it was sort of the thing. It was one of the things I was also thinking about too. Where it's it's such a it's such an interesting um, kind of like kind of game, right? When you think about like sort of like the the you know the the demand that that you know the the gamers tm have for pokemon in general um it's like a game like this like it's 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 weird to think that there was a, a period of time where like there were games that were coming out that were like more interactive experiences for um you know for pokemon like like it it, it feels crazy to me that a game like hey you pikachu came out back then like that it wouldn't really exist now like i don't know it just it just feels weird to me that like something like pokemon snap got a got a got a sequel um yeah i mean it, it's 
not not to like un understate this. I don't think we've talked about it, but like you know, this has been a game that people have been asking for a sequel for since you know basically the original came out, or like you know, a couple of years afterwards. Like when are we getting a Pokemon Snap? When are we getting a Pokemon Snap? Um, and it's nice to have it. I. I'm a little bit because like I, we talked about it a bit before the show, or at least alluded to it. Like I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of everything in the game that's not you taking pictures of Pokemon. Like the whole uh, talking to the professor and your friends and the the guy who was in the first game. It's like I, I just kind of skip all that. Like I, I was reading the dialogue. And I'm like, I don't want to do this. I just want to, you know, take pictures of Pokemon. And I feel like so far, I'm like. I don't know, two two hours in something like that, but it's it happens a lot where like every level and like okay I gotta talk to them, and I well, know that when I talk to them I'm either gonna unlock a new ability or I'm gonna unlock a new um, you know place I'm going to, and I'm like great. I wish there was a way where I could just get there. Skip well, the you dialogue know, button. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I I I agree that there is there, there was a certain um certain bit of like repetitiveness that ha that comes from that that we're like yeah it's the same it's sort of the same thing. Um, but uh, on the other hand, I do kind of like that a lot because it does, like you said, it does feel a lot more, it makes the game feel a lot more fleshed out. Um, like, like it actually feels like a proper, like sort of a story is being told and an adventure is actually happening. Like I was, I was really surprised to see how many, like that it has a lot of like cutscenes, like actually like, fully voiced cutscenes that play out. So like, yeah, unlike, unlike the first game where it just kind of feels like, Hey, you're a guy taking photos of Pokemon, like go have fun. Like it's, a, it's, it's. The, where the where the where the original was a lot more like arcadey in that in that way like this one actually does feel a lot more like structured and well delivered um yeah. and and it was something else that i was thinking about too because like it's like it's it's, it's sort of a thought i had it's a very fan fictiony kind of thing that i that i've thought about where like it's it's like i like the idea of of games that actually put you in the role of like pokemon researchers like it was an old way old fan fiction idea i had for like a comic i wanted to draw that actually like was was based around a, a character who was you know a like a proper or like you know like becoming a pokemon professor like this is a concept that exists in the pokemon universe that there are like like specific professors and researchers and all these people who are studying pokemon but it never really gets into it. It's always more, it's always about the battles and, and being the very best, like no one ever was. Mm -hmm. So like the, the idea that like, or the, the way that this game is sort of like, actually like, yeah, like the way it sort of delivers its story and has these, these sort of cutscenes and has these, these dialogue um, moments, like it really does make you feel a lot more like, like you're actually like going through and like researching and, and sharing your findings and actually being a part of this whole, like this whole like study. And I like that a lot. Yeah, I mean, and it's also it's also a game probably you know primarily made for kids. Like as much as I'm not vibing with the dialogue and I don't like it, it's like well that's fine. Like yeah, I'm sure there's there's kids who are like enjoying the story going on. Uh, but that being said, I would have preferred if this was like a thirty or forty dollar game that was just arcadey. That was just like hey, we're gonna just throw you into some maps. We're gonna give you Pokemon to take care of. You you know the professor would still grade you. Um, that's an experience I think I would have liked more. And you know the fact that this is a full price game, and that I am kind of only into the Pokemon. Like, it, it's fine, but I think that because so much of the game, I'm just like, oh, like, like, like all the stuff happening around the, po the the actual photo taking, I'm not into. It's like, ah, uh, it's, it's not ideal. But Chris, you are also playing this game, and me and Jordan have been the only ones talking. So yeah, I mean, I don't have a lot. Like, it's Pokemon Snap. Like, it's just updated. It's it's kind of nice that way. The dialogue, I'm hoping, tapers off a little bit once you stop unlocking stuff. But um, you know, it's 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 really nice upgrade. To the original i kind of miss the original myself but i've 
it's it's kind of a tradition at my at my uh, at my fundraising team's extra life runs where someone will will run will run through the original and like as fast as she can. Um, so like I, I've watched enough of it to like understand what it was, and you know mm-hmm. this is just at two eleven. Like it's just a, it's a nice upgrade. It's nice to see modern stuff. It's nice to see you know more than just the original 151 pokemon they're all kind of bored of at this point uh that being said there's no litten involved so uh zero out of ten for me but a uh, nice try yeah you know I, I was i was actually just about to say that you know they didn't use the national decks they're you know it's like it's like missing like how many hundred pokemon so it's gonna be a, a zero out of ten for me too uh, have they announced how many like like is there i mean obviously people i play think it, but like is syrupy has it down as 214 yeah. i was just about to say that okay. yeah syrupy did uh did pretty much clock it but i mean at the same no. time it's just like how many also that, that, that being said that's four poses like for your photo decks per pokemon so you know yeah yeah there is yeah. a lot of content to do that way if you're going to go through and get the complete photo yeah. decks that was one and, thing that, and, that that took me a, a few runs to kind of gel with was that i was being ranked not like the star rank doesn't matter for the actual composition of your photo it's just the pose they're doing like that took yeah. me a couple yeah, runs to get yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 a combination, right? It's there. composition. It's it's like how like where they are, you know, in the frame. It's it's yeah, yeah what they're doing at the moment. It's um, just funny to get like a you know you get a one star thing and you got like forty five hundred points, and then you get like yeah. a four star thing and it's like two thousand. You're like, oh yeah. 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 <laughs> well, it's it's you know every every star ranking has its own unique yeah, and then there's like sub so. sub stars, and it's like oh okay, it's not. <laughs> sure. uh, but one yeah, thing no, that's, I one was... thing that's kind of weird to me though is, is I heard there's no evolution and like I haven't got far enough to like verify that myself. But, like the, the fact that there's no like evolution during the stages kind of sucks. Oh, but, um, oh that was kind yeah. of a nice little gimmick. But... Yeah, that was kind of neat in uh, in the original. Because they wasn't... might add. I mean, Nintendo's sort of sorry, sorry, Jordan. But this also might be a thing where maybe Pokemon Snap gets future free DLC. Maybe we get yeah. a new. Thing? I would. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens too. Just just given like Nintendo's trajectory with a lot of these a lot of these games now, like you know, and a lot of their first party games that have been getting like almost everything has gotten DLC of some sort. So I wouldn't be surprised if they added like a new area with new Pokemon, like. Um, I yeah. believe it was Serbi actually was pointing to something that was um, kind of hidden in the code. Like there's spots that could be filled by DLC. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I was, uh, you know, to, to, to sort of echo what, uh, what Chris was saying. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, it's, it's like, it's, it's a really, it's a really pretty looking game. I know it's, it's the same team um, who did uh Pokemon tournament. So oh, like, good for them. A lot of, uh, a lot of, <laughs> yeah, a lot of the models are really, are like really well, like, well, like, well done and really like detailed i mean it's still it still maintains it's very like pokemon aesthetic um but like it's and it, it it honestly it really does it feels so much more dynamic than like the other game like i was i remember when i was in the uh, i was in the beach area and um there's like there's you know there's there's a there's a big old water air like sec- section and i was kind of like like looking at like really looking to the background for like a whale lord to show up um and it didn't, and I was upset. But then there's like a, there's an, another area you go to, which is like the reef, which is a lot more like open and in the water. And sure enough, there's a moment where like you know you see this humongous figure like coming out from the water, like this giant, like like literally the size of a whale, like <laughs> bursting out through the yeah. water and landing. And it just it feels like there's so much more now because of the, the 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 technology that can be done in terms of creating these really dynamic moments. Um, that yeah. couldn't just couldn't be like comp- really couldn't be done in the original Pokemon Snap. So you know, hats it's, off to it, them. It's a really cool like it 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 does feel like you're on a theme park ride, and you know, yeah, because most people can't go to theme parks right now. It, it's 
it's so cool and, and as i was playing i was like man it'd be so cool if like they found a way to like make a ride that is just like pokemon oh, I'm sure they will. You're, going, you're going through a biome and like uh that that, that that'd be really, really it, cool. it would be it'd be crazy that it, you know if if it's super nintendo world doesn't open up a pokemon like section of the park that specifically has that kind of ride like that would just be nuts um oh, if they did that that'd be cool yeah but you know and and, and also just just the you know to, just um to add that to add to that to, to the point of uh, of like the visual you know the visuals of it too like it's also it's not just that too it's it's also a lot, a lot of the audio feedback that you get too like you know there are so many moments where you can hear like you know like birds chirping or like you know when you're going through the jungle and you can hear like 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 pecking on a on a tree and there's a pick peck in the in the tree like you know just like just just paying attention to the the actual the audio feedback that you're getting like can open up so many like different like uh, opportunities for photos and being able to like see where things are or hear where things are right yeah and yeah, i played a- it on my switch Lite, so i i definitely want to try it on a switch with the tv because i feel like this is a nice game to uh, you know what and I, I i will i will say it's actually it actually feels a lot weirder to play on tv than it does on um on the handheld like i feel huh. like because and it's it specifically i think it specifically comes from from the motion controls um, because for whatever reason, when you're playing it on the handheld, it seems like it's in like yaw controls. So it actually feels like you're holding a camera in your hand and moving it around. Hmm. But then when you play it on a TV with the with the controller, it's on roll motion control. So it's kind of like weird that you have to like tilt the 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 controller if you want to turn left and right. So like it just doesn't it doesn't feel like it gels properly. But I and and even in terms of like visual fidelity, it's not that huge of an upgrade because like the 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 name of the game here isn't like bumping it to to 1080 and making it look like this like amazing thing like it's more um how the art style is delivered that makes it like Mm. so like distinct as a pokemon game so even like off like on the tv versus like the handheld you really don't notice that big of a jump in terms of clarity at least i didn't so it just it again it feels to me more like a thing that's supposed to be that is really supposed to be played on a handheld device which is why it's crazy that they didn't integrate labo support into this thing but whatever (laughs) pokemon snap mobile when yeah yeah oh you know what they already have that it's called pokemon go <laughs> True, kinda ish. Yes. I was gonna say earlier that, it, that if they did do a "Hey, you Pikachu" now, it would be a mobile game with a bunch of microtransactions. But oh yeah, it'd be a free to play, and then like, oh, do you want Pikachu to say "I love you"? Well, I'll pay five bucks. I would love it. Here, here's oh, a fresh hat for your Pikachu. Here's Ash's oh, other hat. and then i also think that there's a value like playing on tv mode to like like a couch co-op because it is a single player game but like you know taking turns going on runs yeah seeing uh, having a friend be like oh get that over there yeah like yeah i mean that was the that was my memories of the n64 version yeah that well yeah so i mean uh keep keep an eye out for the uh the my written review of it um and uh yeah you know it's uh it's been it's been good i like it i mean i'm still i'm still definitely like I've, I'm, I'm still stopping to play it to play Monster Hunter. That's just still like the game I cannot stop playing. Mm. Um, but you know, I, I, I am uh, I am thoroughly enjoying it. So enjoying, not addicted. There's your subtitle. No. <laughs> but it's 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 just it's that kind of game, right? It's very patient. It is very repetitive. So like it is like it, there is that 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 sort of like caveat that you might get bored of it. Yeah. You know, quickly it feel it does feel like the kind of game you pop in for like you know half an hour play a little bit of it and and then put it down yeah it's not so, like a play all day kind of thing that would get oh no fast. definitely not no just 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 by the very repetitive nature of it you will start to tune out so like this is like a good like you know before bed chill out getting oh yeah absolutely mind space it's a, type of game 
it's a wind down game, a hundred percent. Um, but uh, but with that, we are officially at the end of our time because Dana and I have to run and do things because <laughs> we're busy. Work. We're busy. We're busy gals on the go in this in this in this crazy world, trying to yeah, trying to make our make it our way. <laughs> we're. <laughs> <laughs> Making my so, way downtown. I was kind oh. of, I don't know, I was kind of going there and also like the, you know, the movie Working Girl. Um, I went so like anyway. full sex in the city. That's weird. Uh, mm. I didn't go there because it's a, just not a good show, but whatever. I mean, <laughs> anyway. Uh, we love thanks. Michelle Blanche. That's fine. Or maybe <laughs> Vanessa Carlton. I don't know. One of them. Uh, Vanessa Carlton, yeah. Oh. Whatever. Um, Thanks, as always, for listening. Uh, if you want to read about any of the stories we talked about today, you can check them out at cgmagonline.com. Uh, if you want to check us out on the socials, you can find us at cgmagonline. That's Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, all the things. If you want to find me on social media, you can check me out at ninjajordan underscore on Twitter, and you can find me at ninjajordanreviews on YouTube. Chris, where are you these days? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Hoogathy, that's H-O-O-G-A-T-H-Y, or on t- uh, on Twitch at Guild2Taps. And Alex? Uh, find me on Al- at Alex Hansiak on all social media networks and manning the Rollercoaster Tycoon uh, social media accounts. Big big shout out to nice. you for that uh, May, May the 4th post the other day, by the way. Oh, Was... anytime, anytime. Well, actually only May the 4th, but thanks. <laughs> And Dana, where are you? I am everywhere uh, at Kalena. C-A-H-L-A-Y-N-A. Nice. And remember, as always, to stay inside, stay safe, wear two masks, get your vaccine when you're available. Can't stress the importance of that enough. And keep listening to great podcasts by great people.